This episode of Hookup Horror Stories is brought to you by the Moan app. Moan, M-O-N, is a first and only live social audio app for the sex-positive community. Drop into a room and hear live conversations about topics like LGBTQ plus issues, kink, and polyamory, with discussions led by sexologists, doctors, and cultural experts, and everyday enthusiasts. Or initiate your own conversations and discuss your favorite topics around sex in a judgment-free, tolerant, and anonymous forum. You can also join hashtag Stories Rooms and live tapings of this very show, where we will discuss various subjects, play games, and tell stories with other moaners. Download the Moan app, that's M-O-N, on the App Store and Google Play now. See you there. Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we spill the tea on sex and dating. I'm Demi Wilde, your resident sexual deviant. In today's hot headlines, we are talking about Sexual Assault Awareness Month. We're talking about a Star Wars-themed burlesque show, a New York judge's OnlyFans, pornographic art, consent, and John Legend's sex tips. I want to welcome all my guests on Moan for joining me today on this fine, fine Monday. Just a quick reminder, leave your thoughts in the comments. Stick around afterwards, after the recording, and we will discuss all of the stories that I have discussed today. So couple little announcements before we get started. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I had a fantastic weekend. I went to the Tama Finland Foundation. I was actually part of a, a documentary called California Sober by my friend Konstantinos Minilau. Um, it was a really cool event. They did a little like pre-screening of the, of the documentary and the interview portions. And I also read some poetry there. So that was kind of cool. And I got to meet a few people. I feel like I've been talking all weekend, but it's been a lot of fun. And um, I had a, they had another party at the Eagle yesterday, so I went to the Eagle in Los Angeles and had some fun. A couple announcements before I get started. I have some merch available on my website at DimitriWild.com. I have a brand new t-shirt. It is a Stormy Daniels Make America Gape Again t-shirt. Pick it up. It's gonna. <laughs> I was very uh, inspired by the indictment that happened this this past week. And I have realized that Stormy Daniels is my personal hero. And so I made a t-shirt. I made a little piece of art and I stuck it on a t-shirt. So you can pick that up at my website, DemetriaWild.com. Um, submit your hookup horror stories anonymously to me. There is a, a Google form you can fill out. I'll read it on the show. Um, if you want to fill one out and tell me your own hookup horror story or a dating story or just a story that something weird happened to you on a date or sexually. Um, I love to hear it. It's anonymous, safe, and, and secure. Just let me know what you think. And of course, be sure to rate, share, and subscribe. And if you're interested in watching this on YouTube, or the full video is on YouTube as well. So let's get into these hot headlines. Oh. 
I do want to take a moment to acknowledge the Nashville shooting that happened. It is off topic, but I want it is something that is important to me. It is the 130th mass shooting here in the States that we've had this year. And I just, it, it irks me to see how, how it's politicized and it's turned into a conversation that has nothing to do with what the actual issue is, despite all the knowledge and statistics that we have. Republicans and conservatives are still in the NRA's pocket and that needs to change. So all I could really say about it is my heart goes out to the families that were affected. And of course, just get out and vote. But if you're not aware, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Last week I had an episode with uh, Sean Hamilton. Um, He is an author of the book, When Your Partner Says Me Too. That was a really important conversation. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen. That was a really cool conversation that I had with him about sexual assault, but also um, from the perspective of the partner. Like, how, how can we help in the perspective of the partner? And, you know, sexual assault doesn't accept, doesn't uh, affect just the victims. It affects the victims and their families and the people closest to them. But I want to give a little information about what Sexual Assault Awareness Month is. So Sexual Assault Awareness Month is observed every April to increase awareness about the causes and risk factors for sexual assault and empower individuals to take steps and prevent in their communities. The National Sexual Violence Research Center has coordinated annual programming since 2001, developing materials and resources for individuals and organizations to use their in their communities. The theme of this Sexual Assault Awareness Month in 2023 is Drawing Connections, Prevention Demands Equity. This year's campaign calls on individuals, communities, organizations, and institutions to change ourselves and the systems surrounding us to build racial equity and respect. I completely agree with that. Sexual violence is a serious public health problem in the United States that profoundly impacts lifelong health, opportunity, and well-being. Every 73 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted, and every nine minutes, that victim is a child. Sexual violence impacts every community and affects people of all genders, sexual orientations, and ages. Sexual violence is connected to other forms of violence, and girls who have been sexually abused are more likely to experience additional violence in their in other forms of violence and be a victim of intimate partner violence. Sexual Assault and Awareness Month traces its history back into the 1970s when activists first began organizing on a national scale to reduce sexual assault and violence against women. The first rape crisis center in the U.S., Bay Area Women's Against Rape, opened in 1971 with the dual goals of providing counseling and advocacy to survivors and educating the community. In 2001, the first official Sexual Assault Awareness Month once again brought the issue into public consciousness and reinvigorated a national network of events and support groups that raise awareness and promote prevention. If you or someone you know needs help, they can contact the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE. That is 1-800-656-4673. Or the D.C. Victim Hotline at 844-4-HELP-DC. That's 844-443-5732. You can find those in the description down below and on the blog. Um, in the just, yeah, if you guys need a list of um, resources, they're out there. And of course, I'll put a link to as well. So we're going to keep things mostly light today, so not super major difficult stories to talk about today. But today, I wanted to talk about something that's coming to New York. Star Wars The Empire Strips Back, a burlesque parody, is a Star Wars-themed burlesque show that is set to open on May 10th at the Orpheum Theater in the East Village. 
The show features sultry stormtroopers, a dangerously enticing Boba Fett, and a lady like Skywalker. The costumes and set pieces are super detailed, so even the nerdiest of Star Wars fans will find a clear reference for the work being parodied. The show is a night of pure fun, and is it for all Star Wars lovers. The production is the brainchild of Russell S. Beatty, who first launched the show in native Australia in 2011. Tickets for Empire Strips Back, a burlesque parody, went on sale on March 21st, and the show has an open-ended run. I am not the biggest of Star Wars fans, to be perfectly honest. I think that it is cool that this is a thing. I know Star Wars is obviously a huge thing. I've just never been super into it. I I feel like I'm really late on fads, or I try to like not... I actively try not to like go to popular movies and stuff, which is kind of weird. But also, I just don't watch a whole lot of movies like in the theaters anymore. But I think this would be really cool. I would actually be super into seeing this myself. So hopefully I get too soon. Speaking of New York, a New York City judge was fired after his OnlyFans was revealed publicly. Gregory A. Locke, a 33-year-old administrative law judge in New York City, has been fired for his X-rated OnlyFans and Just for Fans content came to light. Locke charged fans $12 a month on OnlyFans to produce more than 100 posts since he opened the account in November of 2020. Out of work hours, Locke posted adult content on his Twitter account with links to see more on his OnlyFans. On Twitter, he has amassed over 160,000 followers. Damn. Sex sells. Uh, Locke's main responsibility was educating parking tickets. However, his behavior on social media was deemed inappropriate for someone in his position. City Councilwoman Vicki Palladino criticized Drag Queen Story Hour in public libraries and schools, to which Locke responded on Twitter by telling her to, quote, choke on a dick. <laughs> Palladino's official complaint about the Twitter comment finally landed Locke in hot water with the finance department, which fired him. Number one, when you have a problem with somebody and you have a problem with them, don't go to their boss. Like, fuck that. Like, that's just, that's, I'm sorry. She does need to go choke on a dick. That's, she does. She does. Grow up, city councilwoman. Go choke on a dick. Um, man, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. But Locke most recently posted he was partying in Las Vegas and pictures of him at Caesar's Palace two weeks after he was fired. So he's having a good time. Um, yeah, good times, good times. I think, uh, people should just shut up about Drag Queen Story Hour. It doesn't affect them at all. So, yeah, go check on a dick. Um, parents in Florida are accusing the statue of David as being pornographic. So, this controversy began with the principal of Tallahassee Classical School, a charter school in Tallahassee, Florida, Hope Karaskila showed a photo of Michelangelo's David to a sixth grade art class. Three parents complained about the lesson and the school board pressured Karaskila to resign. The school has taught a policy requiring parents to be notified in advance about, quote, controversial subjects being taught. Now, this is an art class. Number one. David is a statue from like the 16th century. Um, when... When did classical art become controversial is where my question is. I don't think it is. In fact, here's a little history lesson for you. Art is kind of like my one of my passions in life. And what interesting thing about art from like the 16th century and especially Italian art is like when they actually did, they studied the body a lot. This is like when anatomy kind of became 
um, scientific because they actually took apart bodies and they, they had a whole, they, they wanted to understand how the body worked. So the body was a prime part of art during that time because everyone was fascinated. The thing is, they actually actively desexualized them by giving them very small genitalia. This is true. You can look this up. They, the act of shrinking the genitalia was common practice in order to desexualize the art itself. So there is a little bit of that, but again, not everyone knows that. It's interesting that people think that the body is controversial. But um, I can go on forever about that. I feel like when people try to censor these types of things in art, it leads people to have complicated feelings about their own bodies. If you think about it, kids run around naked, no problem. <laughs> when we are, when we get older, we're kind of taught that the body is, is shameful or supposed to be kept secret or you know whatever which sure your body is your body but when i think we're taught that the that the body is controversial or shameful it gives people really complicated relationships with their own bodies so that's my two cents however there is some good news about this story the florence museum that houses the david has actually invited the parents and students from the florida charter school to visit after the complaints about the lesson featuring the statue so Florence Mayor Dario Nardella also tweeted an invitation for the principal to visit so he can personally honor her. The controversy has been widely criticized in Italy, with many people expressing disbelief that the statue could be considered pornographic. Um, so I think that's actually a really great response. You know, when you're met with ignorance, I think the best response is education and opportunity to educate people. It's an opportunity to educate others. And, you know, Fly them out. Go to go to a place. Here's the thing. This might be a little bit of a tangent, but like in the in the UK and uh, in Europe, it's actually like part of their culture to get out and explore the world, to learn more about what's going on. So they actually have like state funded programs that pay to you for you to travel. They get three months of like travel time out of the year, and most of that time is like on holiday and like exploring new places and stuff. So. Here, we don't have that. We don't have the opportunity. And so we're kind of like left when we're faced with new experiences or new ideas, then we're kind of like people want to hide from that or, you know. So I think this is a great response from the Florence Museum to actually invite them, help them pay to educate them. That's brilliant. Um, slight trigger warning in this story. We are talking about consent, but uh, Japan is aiming to raise the age of consent from 13 to 16. So a panel of Japanese justice ministries has proposed raising the age of consent from 13 to 16 as part of a wider overhaul of Japan's sex crime laws. Currently, the age of consent in Japan is 13, which is lower than many other countries. In Germany and Italy, it is the age is 14. In, great, in Greece and France, it is 15, and in the UK and many US states, it is 16. The current law in Japan means that victims of rape need to prove that there was, quote, violence and intimidation used during the rape, and that it was, quote, impossible to resist to secure a conviction. It seems oddly specific. Um, again, I'm not too familiar with the laws itself. I can't really speak to that. But yeah, that's really interesting. The proposal itself has uh, to raise the age of consent has sparked discussions on social media platforms such as Reddit, and some users have expressed support for the proposal, while others have criticized it. 
Uh, the proposal is part of a wider overhaul of Japan's sex crime laws, which includes tougher penalties for sexual offenses and measures to protect victims, which sounds great. The proposed changes are expected to be submitted to the Japanese parliament for approval in the coming months. So, a little interesting. You know, things are changing in Japan, it seems. Um, yeah, interesting. Last but not least, I have some uh, sex tips for you from the one and only John Legend. <laughs> so, in a recent appearance on the Call Your Daddy podcast, John Legend was asked by host Alex Cooper for his advice on keeping sex parent-friendly. He suggested that parents should be creative and find ways to have sex when their children are not around. He also recommended that parents should not be afraid to ask for help from family or friends to watch their children while they have some alone time. Our kids have a way of find quote, our kids have a way of finding their way into our room. So if we ever want to have a good time, we got to lock the door. Quote, you have to find time. You still have, you do still have those romantic gestures and to make an effort. He said, I think it's all important. You can't think take things for granted especially if you've been together for a long time if you allow yourself to just get in a rut you got to go on a date do some things do some fun things make some romantic gestures the olive me crooner also opened up about what he thinks is the quote hottest thing about his model wife he says quote honestly it's probably obvious but she makes me laugh all the time legend and his wife chrissy Teigen have had three children but and they have been open about their fertility issues in the past including the loss of their son jack in 2020 um, I liked, uh, honestly, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen are couple goals to me. I absolutely adore them as a couple and they seem to be really great parents. They understand what it takes. So that's all I got for you guys this week. If you want more, be sure that you are following me on Instagram and TikTok for even more news, news stories that did not make it into the show. Links to the articles used in this will also be available on the blog at podpage.com slash hookup dash horror dash stories dash with dash demi dash wild. I know it's complicated. I'm trying to work on getting a new URL, but if you're just confused about that, check it out in the episode description. I'm Demi Wild. I'll see you on Friday for the full show.